Moncrief on News Talk. Right, from the President of Ireland to the Queen of the Land, Maria Lavery joins us <laughs> once again. Good afternoon to you. I was just saying to myself, follow that, you know. Ah. So, um, yeah, it was uh, great to hear him there now. And, um, yeah, so it's farming slot and isn't there a turn in the weather? There is. Uh, I mean, you can feel it. The, the harshness has gone out of it. It might be raining, but there is, um, there's definitely a softness there and buds are coming up all over the place and the whole country seems to be out walking. I was out down in my local GA pitch last night and there's a walk all around the perimeter of it and I must have met about 40 people all together taking the walk. So anyway, look, we'll all be a bit fitter by the end of it no matter what. Well, hopefully, yeah. Actually, no, because Henry was out um, uh, asking people about, you know, the living within the 5K and you're kind of sick yeah. of walking, you've seen the same things. Is, 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 it, is it more difficult, do you think, when, you know, you're on a well, farm and you're not seeing that much? No, well, you're not seeing that much. I generally do this kind of, I do six kilometres every day and I go back, you know, three kilometres the road. And it's it's amazing. You see, I can now tell if somebody's away <laughs> because I know how many cars should be in the drive <laughs> or I know if they're visitors. <laughs> uh, and um, I can see somebody, you know, the, 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 the outside lot of silage, they nearly have the bales moved away. So are they running short? Um, I can see there's no fire going in the house, so there must be nobody there. It's amazing. You become so observant of what's going on in your locality. But in the whole lot of it, I um I didn't realise that the little village behind, about four kilometres from me, they'd put in a beautiful river walk. It it goes for um about um eight hundred kilometres or no not eight hundred metres. It's one it's one point seven kilometres in total the walk. Mm. But um it's down you know at the end of the village then go down by the bridge in Ballyhall. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Never even knew it was there. Never knew anything, you know, was being done about it until a few months ago. And I must say, it's a fabulous walk. And all the little um, buttercups and daffodils and everything that were sown are all coming up now. And the primroses. And so, I mean, it's different every day you walk it because um, the weather changes so much. And... uh, you know, the, the the flow of the river is so different. One day it can be like a torrent and the next day it's like as quiet as anything. Yeah. So it's, it, it's that kind of that brings variety into it as well. If you're lucky to have something that near, like that nearby. Yeah. And now calving, uh, um, yes. that's not too far away. And uh, uh, tell us about... Well, you. no, they're in, the, they're, they're in the absolute middle of it, I'd yeah. imagine. They even maybe gone over the big hump of it at this stage, yeah. Yeah, and, and so of... what's the thing about when you feed them, how, when they might give birth? Yeah, yeah. well, we do this with the sheep as well here. And, you know, we, we have definitely noticed a difference with it here. And um, this is a piece by Kieran Maley in the journal. And he's basically saying, um, a late supper... Or a late dinner and an early breakfast is what you need to be doing with your cows if you want to have them calving in the daytime, in the daylight, when you're compass mentis and when you get a, have got a bit of sleep and when the vets are more available and all of the rest, all of that sort of stuff. So basically it's easier if cows would lamb in the daytime than at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and anyone who has had a baby knows like that as well. Okay, yeah. So, it, does, so does this work on humans as well? Like you have a big feed? Well, I, for I, you. Love, I, I'm making suggestions to some of your team there. They can follow the, <laughs> they, they can follow the, uh, the, the ritual. What they're basically saying is you feed the fresh 
silage into the, um, begin this process about two weeks out from calving. And you feed the fresh silage between 6 and 9 p.m., whatever suits your routine. And the idea is the cows will eat the fresh silage into the night. And then they lie down and they'll ruminate this silage uh, and get it to feed. And then in the morning, then early morning, you push in any of the remaining silage that's along the pathways and, and they'll finish that. And then they'll, they'll, they'll be so busy and preoccupied eating and ruminating, they won't think of calving until later in the day. Okay. So um, it doesn't always happen, but farmers are fairly convinced that it works at least some of the time anyway. But, um, but it's a, maybe farmers now who are listening, they can have try it out. Or uh, if you're heading for the maternity ward, <laughs> try the, the late supper and the early breakfast. And, um, and, but I don't, we, don't, we don't ruminate our food the way... Um, or digest our food the way cows do. Yeah. It goes through so many stomachs. And, you know, they're, they're lying there thinking about it and they're nice and full and they're nice and content. And it's only when they kind of begin to get peckish again and become, you know, more lively that the, the whole thing about calving starts to happen. Yeah. Now, reps too, uh, there's a, a um, well, I suppose in advance of it, there's a bit of a discussion about it. Yeah, that's right. You sound wildly enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I can sense it in you. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, reps, look at the Rural Environment Protection Scheme started, oh, it must be 25 years ago. And it really was a great scheme. Um, and it brought kind of an awful lot of environmental interest into farmyards. And people realised the stuff they could do instead of kind of just looking helpless and saying, do you know what is it we're supposed to do? And um, here is home now. We were in the reps and we it helped us improve the feed, the hedges, um, collecting rainwater, repairing old buildings, fencing off watercourses so the animals couldn't get near it. Uh, we designated a piece of land for wildlife, put up the bird boxes, did all of that sort of stuff. And farmers kind of liked the scheme and would like to see it continued. Now, they, they got a bit of money out of it, um, but, you know, in an awful lot of cases, but the money they got was spent on doing the work that had to be done, that was designated to be done. So now the department are looking for their people's views about the new, a new pilot agri-environmental scheme, which has been dubbed REPS2. And the consultations opened at the end of January and it's got a very big response from farmers and other stakeholders. So it's not just farmers, it's stakeholders as well that can apply or put in their information. So they've over a thousand submissions been sent in. Hmm. So it really and truly, if you if you want to have your say in this, how this new pilot environmental scheme might look, um, get cracking as submissions end this Friday. So you need to kind of make contact with www.agriculture.gov.ie and there's a survey there to be filled. And you can leave your own views about the rep scheme and what the second one might look like. Now, on a similar theme, um, uh, it, it, we need to protect pollinators yeah. uh, as well. Well, yeah, that message is getting through loud and clear. And um, it's, it's, you know, the, it, all around the country, farmers are working to, um, to, to look at, you know, to help keep safe pollinators. But there's still plenty of work to be done there. And they have um, a, a scheme that's going on that's finished its first year. The pilot again and 40 farmers across all the farm enterprises are involved and across all sorts of scales. So, you know, farmers who are very intensive, farmers who are not. So it's 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 something in it for everybody. There's you know, there's sort of lessons to be learned from everybody. And and what it is and what the new rep thing might look like as well into the future is that um it'll be a menu of options and um farmers can select from the menu what they want to do. 
and a scorecard then where they'll come out and test what has happened. Um, that will assess the farm in three areas. It'll be the provision of food, the provision of shelter and the safety of pollinators. So, for instance, your farm or your fields would be scored on how many metres of flowering hedgerows you had on the farm or how many pollinator friendly trees were on the farm and what were you doing to address that. And the score that you'd come up with then would determine that you what payment you might get. On average, the farmers got about 1,500 uh, from the scheme on the pilot thing. So, um, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's making people more aware of it and we'll see where that one goes. But that's the, the kind of the results. They're happy with the first year of it, with the 40 taking part and the kind of measures that they've selected. Right. And, and is that just, it's a pilot scheme just in Ireland, is it, Marita, or is it all over Europe this is happening? Well, well everywhere, yeah, because pollinators are just so uh, absolutely important. And um, mind you, I think an awful lot of the, is weather related as well in terms of the bees getting out there. You know, we're getting so much rain. Um, but, uh, but you know, you, you can do so much when you've got kind of lengths of hedgerow to help, um, uh, you know, create, better conditions in terms of safety and food and shelter for pollinators. And then an awful lot of farmers are putting in um, wildflower meadows or just turning over a third of an acre, a half an acre into a wildflower meadow. You know, that might be, you wouldn't have been under, would have been underutilized maybe anyway. And um, and that's not as simple as it sounds as going out and throwing around a packet of seeds. You know, you have to really have the ground clear and, you know, and hungry ground is better for the wildflowers. It really suits them. Mm. And, you know, you need to be able to be planting, you, you know, people get maybe a packet of seeds in the post or attached to a paper. Are they Irish seeds? Do they suit Irish conditions? Because, you know, you, there's no point getting in seeds that originated in California or somewhere like that. They won't necessarily work here. So, um, you know, there's just a lot in that and um, there's a lot more to kind of planting an extensive amount of um, wildflower meadow than just throwing around a few packets of seeds. Indeed. And finally, a finally, a bit of good news. We're not, we're not going to run out of food. No, we're not going to run out of food. And this is a double food index, um, security index. And food security is one of the bywords for this part of the, the century anyway. So Ireland emerges second after Finland in a survey of a 113 countries and the report just doesn't look at the amount of food available but it also takes into account affordability the quality the natural resources and it also looks at it in the context of income and economic um and inequality and gender inequality and environmental and natural resources inequality so we've been second for two years in a row we were first actually in the world in 2017, according to this index. And it comes at a time when agricultural production has been more vulnerable in 49 countries over the last year. And a lot of that has been due to climate change. So, you know, it, it's it, there's a lot of parameters there that you have to tick the boxes in. And we seem to be taking them very well um, because, you know, to come second twice and first, you know, once in, in the last three years in that global food index, security index is no mean achievement. Okay, that's uh, good to hear. Mairead, thanks a million as ever. Mairead Lavery there uh, from uh, down in Limerick. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. How HIV hasn't gone away. Moncrief on News Talk.